Let us turn back the clock today for our Are You Listening Again series as we conclude the study of vain religion. Let's consider the subject just ahead from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the promised land. Thank you, Jay, and greetings to all of you. In a previous broadcast, we discussed the vain religion of those that opposed Christ in the New Testament. Today, we want to continue these thoughts as we conclude this study. When we talk about vain religion, friends, please know that vain religion leads inevitably to vain worship. Vain worship leads to a vain life. A vain life at death leaves one with an empty hope for the future, and what he may have vainly imagined will be his mansion in the sky in the sweet by and by will be just as empty of his presence as were his religion, his worship, and his life in the here and now. One may not espouse an empty religion and still possess a well-grounded hope that all will be well with his soul beyond the curtain of death. One cannot participate in vain worship and have a vibrant hope of heaven for the next life. One cannot be empty in life of spiritual values and expect to reap a full reward of heavenly happiness in the world that is yet to be. Beloved, are you listening? It just does not work that way. Both Scripture and common sense attest to the accuracy and correctness of this observation. But let us now note what Jesus said in this regard. We return back to Matthew 15, verses 7-9 through now, when He said, You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching as their doctrines the precepts of men. Even in greater detail, Mark, in the parallel passage to this, says in Mark 7, 6-13, And he said unto them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as their doctrines the precepts of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold fast the tradition of men. And he said unto them, Full well do you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he that speaks evil of father or mother, let him die the death. But you say, If a man shall say to his father or his mother, That wherewith you might have been profited by me is korban, that is to say, given to God, you no longer suffer or allow him to do aught, for his father or his mother, making void the word of God by your tradition, which you have delivered, and many such like things you do. Beloved, are you listening? Here is the ultimate of following tradition. It makes void the law of God. It keeps one from worshiping acceptably. Vain religion has always led to vain worship. It did in the days in which our Lord tabernacled in human flesh, It is still that way today, beloved. Let us now make some application of the principles we have learned from the Bible about vain religion and vain worship. 
Mouth and heart, or lips and mind, must be in harmony if God is to be worshipped correctly. The lips cannot pray acceptably unless the scripturally worded prayer flows from a heart that responds with a demand for unison. The lips cannot pray a prayer of purity if abomination abides within the heart. Solomon, the wisest of the ages, said in Proverbs 28.9, He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Beloved, are you listening? The tongue cannot sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs as real worship to God unless the chords of vocal music originate within the heart that is richly filled with the word of Christ. Paul wrote this message in Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts unto God. Sometimes churches of Christ are accused of singing without an instrument. It is true that we sing without a mechanical instrument, but it is not true that we sing without any sort of instrument. We are to sing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. We are to make melody in the heart, as Paul taught the Ephesian saints in Ephesians 5.19. The heart, not some mechanical device such as a piano, organ, or brass band, is the God-approved instrument that is to make melody in your heart to the Lord. Paul's actual words in Ephesians 5.19 are, speaking to yourselves, to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Beloved, are you listening? Do you know what one of the so-called Bibles does with Ephesians 5.19? The Amplified Bible Classic Edition greatly errs when it puts the denominational doctrine of mechanical music into the very text of Ephesians 5.19. When finished, this perversion reads this way, Speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise with voices, and then the brackets and instruments, and making melody with all your heart to the Lord. This is a classic example of putting the creed of denominational teaching into what proposes to be the Bible. The fact that the perverted addition of and instruments is set off in brackets does not undo the grave and grievous damage by this major perversion. An explanation in the beginning of this Bible says that brackets contain justified, clarifying words or comments not actually expressed in the immediate original text. Oh, my friends, the perverted injection of this expression is neither justified nor does it clarify anything at all. It is totally unjustified and absolutely confuses the reader. The use of mechanical music in Christian worship makes vain the worship of every person who so employs it. Lips that weakly partake of unleavened bread and sip the fruit of the vine in the Lord's Supper with the heart, cold, calloused, and far removed from Calvary's bleeding Redeemer, constitute hypocritical mockery in the extreme. Worship that just appears on the lips but never touches the heartstrings of the worshiper is hollow and vain. It brings shame to God's cause and reduces to vanity and emptiness the worshiper's attempt to draw nearer to his Maker on high and praise acceptably the God of his being. What caused the worship of some in Jesus' day to be vain or empty? 
Why did Jesus Christ write vain over the religious worship and practices of the scribes and Pharisees? Because the foundation of their practices originated in the commandments of men, the tradition of the elders. They made their appeal for religious authority to the wrong source. If pursuing the doctrines of men made their religion vain and their worship empty in the first century, and it did, will it not have the same result now? An empathetic yes is the ringing answer to this timely query. Yet most of the religious world today does not believe in worshiping exactly as Christians did in the first century. Anything that one does in Christian worship today that is lacking in New Testament authorization, we do not live under the Old Testament authority now, originates in human tradition and totally lacks divine authority and heavenly sanction. Beloved, I now present a concluding challenge to each of you. Are you listening? The Church of Christ in your community believes in worshiping God today just as Christians did in New Testament times. Why not seriously investigate the stand these religious people in your community are making for a complete return to the doctrine of Christ as set forth within the New Testament? You will be glad you did. And friends, we'll be back in one moment. Our friends at World Bible School have a wonderful online Bible study available, and it is free. That's right, it's free. Please visit worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. Please sign up today. That's the free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Friends, today we have just shared with you lesson number two of Vain Worship, as part of our Are You Listening Again series. Brother V.E. Howard was our first speaker of the International Gospel Hour. From 1974 to 1986, Brother Robert R. Taylor, the longtime evangelist for the Ripley, Tennessee Church of Christ, assisted Brother Howard in the writing of this material. And through the graciousness of Brother Taylor, we have secured a great number of these lessons here at International Gospel Hour. We find them to be treasures indeed, and we will use these lessons from time to time in our Are You Listening Again series. This material has not been presented in over 40 years, but its truths are still as real and as vital this day. In all fairness, friends, before we conclude our broadcast, allow us to read the update of the Amplified Bible of Ephesians 5.19. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Now, friends, while the phrase of offering praise by is in its brackets, it serves as an explanation that one praises by singing and making melody in the heart. The brackets are not needed as the reading and the explanation can easily be understood. But we wish to be fair and note this change from the error of the so-called classic edition of the Amplified Bible that affirmed using mechanical instruments. Their translation no longer affirms such, but praise is offered by singing and making melody within our hearts to the Lord. Again, friends, we wish to be fair and we wish to be accurate in what the Holy Bible teaches concerning vain religion, and vain worship. We hope we have shared some things with you today that has prompted you to think about your life religiously. 
And please know that as we offer our material through our friends at World Bible School, we also offer for you to come to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. You can leave us a message. We will help you in any way possible. If you'd like to write to us, we are P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. That's P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. And with that said, thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie and friends. Keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com to God be the glory.